0: Welcome to the Exhibitionists, a podcast on the weird and wonderful world of international trade shows, with your hosts Stephanie Selesnik and me, Anthony Reeve Crook.
1: Anthony and I are really excited about speaking with a friend of ours, Sophie Holt. She is the Global Business Strategy Director of Explory. She used to work with a little company that just sold for three hundred and forty million to a private equity firm, Providence, uh, closer still Media. And, and she's been at Explory for a bit. Um, could you tell us a little bit about, you know, introduce yourself, Sophie, welcome. And tell us a little bit about what Explory does for those who have not heard of your awesome company.
2: Uh, we're the probably largest global supplier of insights to the expo industry. So we work with uh, events and conferences all around the world to help them understand the impact of the visitor and exhibitor experience. At their shows
0: your most recent partnerships with um ufi is that right or, or you have an ongoing sort of uh, partnership with UFI? you previously did the global exhibitor insight study i think was that 2017 or 2018 when did you do That's that That's
2: right we're ufi's research partner so uh, we've worked with them for the last three years um, producing global insight on both visitors and exhibitors uh, and this year we've focused okay. back again on visitors uh, in the form of our Global Visitor Insights study. Uh, and it's actually the biggest project we've ever undertaken with them. Um, and the results uh, is uh, the biggest study of trade show visitor experience globally. Yeah,
1: you spoke with what, 13,000? Are you at 13,000 respondents?
2: Yes, so we reached out to organisers through our network and also with the support of UFI. Uh, and asked them to distribute surveys to their uh, trade show visitors all around the world. Uh, and I think the survey reached uh, well over a million visitors, uh, and that left us with 13,000 responses, which actually is, is really positive for a study of this type. Um, and that's from uh, 135 different countries speaking 18 different languages. So it's a really robust snapshot yeah, of, a huge uh, of what's going on with our visitors at the moment.
0: Sophie so there's so many things to um, pick up from a report of that size especially with a sample that that large but um, what what surprised you most from the results? I
2: think it's where we were starting to see really clear differences in preferences and kind of event attending style depending on the age of our visitors Um, because (laughs) of the size of the sample we were able to compare uh, lots of different variables so um, it wouldn't surprise people when, if we said our younger visitors were more drawn to uh, events that felt more entertaining and more like festivals. Uh, but we could actually look at seniority alongside that. And uh, CEOs who are also millennials actually were really interested in events that were entertaining, that had um, a wide variety of learning styles uh, to them. So I think that's a really big flag for the industry. As to where kind of trends are going to develop in future, the shift yeah. towards
0: festivalisation. You mean actually just making stuff and so 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 people can't be doing with a sort of easy fairs, uh, you know, carbon copy um, module type model anymore. People want a lot more than that in I, order to I attend. Think
2: it does vary from show to show because uh, overall, our current visitor uh, cohort is telling us that actually they're rejecting festivalisation. Uh, they're strongly agreeing with the idea that. Events need to meet uh, their business objectives and they don't really uh, care that they're entertaining. But it was when we started to really delve into that and look at the experiences of younger visitors, we could see actually this is really shifting and it's not changing as those um, people who came through as, as executives, as junior managers, right the way through to CEO, owner, uh, managing director level, they're keeping those preferences. So actually somebody's age is a much better predictor of of how they're going to experience an event than their seniority. So whilst there's a lot of organisers that would be absolutely justified at the moment in saying we're not interested in festivalisation, we run a B2B event and we want to deliver B2B objectives, I I think in time uh, almost every organiser is actually going to have to deliver both.
1: Well, you know, I'm going I'm to say that I hate the word festivalization. You know, it's about being experiential. It's about creating experiences for people. It's about not the same old thing, different days, sitting in a room, having a panel, you know, of talking heads speak to you. It's about active engagement on the show floor. So whether it's the...
0: But the the only word I hate more than festivalisation has got to be experiential. What, what isn't right. experiential? Yeah, That's exactly yeah. why we, we chose should... the
2: terminology uh, festivalisation as part of the survey because we wanted a term that uh, could be broadly understood. So we asked the question: Should trade shows be more like festivals? Uh, I think if we'd dropped experiential in there, we'd have we'd have lost our lost our audience. But okay, we I've been cover. chastised.
1: I've been chastised. Thanks so much. <laughs>
2: That's really cool. So so.
1: Moving on from that, it seems like you know, the pain points in the survey, and by the way, um, I'm going to just do a plug. If you go to the UFI.org website, you can, get, you can download a, uh, a synopsis of the survey. And also, um, later earlier this week, it doesn't really matter when, we did an a expo chat over on Twitter. And if you go to tsnn.com, you can actually read the transcript at no charge of the results of the survey and it was done with uh, Sophie and with uh, Kai Hattendorf, the MD and CEO of UFI. Um, we had a lot of people asking questions and involved in it and of course it all came back to what? Food. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the food. So it, it kind of leads into you know, the, the main visitor pain points and um, complaints. Why don't, why don't you uh, give us a little heads up on what those
2: were? So I've, I've presented the results now to a number of different groups of organisers around the world uh, so far. And I always ask everybody to, to guess what they think the top five pain points are for visitors around the world. And they get it absolutely spot on. Uh, seating, queuing, parking, food. Uh, around the world, I think these things don't change. They're the things that are most cited by visitors. They're they're the things that come up most frequently as being pain points. Um, And I think everyone was like, I told you so. uh, And uh, looking to venues, looking to suppliers to say, look, you guys need to work with us on this. But uh, I think there's a lot more going on there. It's It's not as it first appears. Because if you look at the people who've said... Uh, that seating or catering is their biggest pain point then generally they like exhibitions they think they're beneficial to them and they think they're going to keep on attending lots more exhibitions in future so we can see although it's a bugbear for them it's a pain point It's not really driving their overall satisfaction with exhibitions and it's not really changing their intention to intend more in future uh, i think it's actually when we drill down and, and looking at people who don't find exhibitions beneficial they're much more concerned about things like the quality and range of exhibitors so I think we've definitely got kind of two tiers of pain points really uh, some of them are really obvious and, and maybe uh, easier to fix but I think it's the exhibitors the quality of the show floor that's really driving the satisfaction amongst visitors
0: so there's the there's the element there's things that people were happy to put up with and there's things that they absolutely aren't happy to um, put up with. And, and what are those things
2: I, that's, on behalf yeah, of the visitors? Yeah, that's visitor. when we look at the show floor. Uh, are the quality exhibitors there? Are they there in enough numbers? Um, and I think moving slightly beyond the study and our kind of general findings from the thousands of shows we work with each year, uh, it's the ability of the exhibitors to engage with those visitors So have they got uh, well-designed booths and the right stand strategy? So as visitors are moving around the show floor, they can actually find those solutions, find those um, innovative companies that they want to work with. Uh, I think it shows that get that right, that interaction between their visitors and their exhibitors, they're seeing really high satisfaction.
1: I think it's also interesting that that kind of ties back into the study from 2017 on exhibitor insights, right, on the global exhibitor insights.
0: Great question. Which which
1: actually said exhibitors do better and they have a better show when they're prepared and they're educated. So, again, that ties right back into the visitors. If the exhibitors are ready to go and they're engaged and they've got a plan and they're educating people and they're involved with the people coming into their stands, right, they're going to do better. Yes. And it's just going to be a better
2: thing Are you able for the to
0: combine show? the findings yeah. of both? Uh,
2: we mm. did you know we sort of saw we're seeing two sides of the same coin and we actually revisited some of the stats from the exhibitor study in the uh, visitor one. I think one of the most interesting points in the last three years that we've un- uncovered is that there's no correlation between visitor numbers and exhibitor satisfaction so (laughs) really yeah you can have exhibitors
0: that's insane um,
2: who are in shows with a thousand visitors or a hundred thousand visitors and they're not likely to be any more satisfied um really
0: that's crazy isn't it it, when i was sorry to when i was writing about the industry sort of day in day out in the news side it visitor numbers were, were just they were paramount that's what everybody talked about and it's always a really pleasing thing to think it is it is quality, not quantity and all of this. It's uh, it's good to hear that there's been an empirical study which yeah, shows that that's the case. Yeah, I think it's really
2: interesting ahead of the UFI CEO Summit at the end of the month where they're focusing on uh, big shows versus small shows, you know, what where are the strengths. And I think both our um, exhibitor and visitor studies have suggested it, it's certainly not a, a done deal that bigger is better, yet, you know, I think there'll be event marketers all over the world who are constantly seeking to increase their visitor numbers uh, and salespeople who are selling their shows by saying, we are, you know, we have the most visitors, we've had a 20% growth since last year.
1: Right, but um, it, it also comes down to, it also comes down to how many people can you actually see at a show as an exhibitor? How many people, exactly. and, and SEER, which is the Center for Exhibition Industry Research, <clears throat> run by IAEE here in the U.S., Um, They've done studies and they've gone back and revisited over the, over the decades. And essentially, you know, you can see six six to seven to eight exhibitor, you know, visitors in an hour, one person. So really if it's 10,000 people or a hundred thousand people, you're still only going to be able to engage with a certain amount of people per person that you've got in your booth. So it's a question of getting those right people to your stand more than the numbers, right? Or not. Absolutely.
2: Being, being able to actually engage with them and start the conversation. Um, and I, I think this, this comes back to the idea of millennials to an extent, you know, people who are digital native. Uh, we've got marketing managers, marketing directors now who've been digital native their whole lives. Uh, they're used to running digital marketing campaigns that are incredibly measurable, incredibly iterative. And then we're saying, come to our booth and stop people in the aisle and start a conversation with them. And that's not a natural skill set anymore. Um, So we were seeing shows where the organiser team worked very closely with exhibitors, provided really well-thought-out exhibitor training, uh, seeing the highest exhibitor satisfaction. Um, And I think uh, it wouldn't be jumping too far from that to say that these shows also see high visitor satisfaction as well, because Where the exhibitors are um, well set up, well skilled at engaging their visitors, Uh, it's a win-win situation.
1: Um, We talked a little bit about the role that, that Age is playing. Could we go back to that a little bit? and yep. um and talk a little bit more about you know where are you defining it and, and where where you seeing it because i think that's kind of interesting in terms of the experience because right now we're we're dealing with what three or four different generations on a show
0: floor comfy <laughs> <your> seats <laughs> isn't the world if the world's getting older then come. definitely comfy seats and also... <laughs>
2: more seats <laughs> so uh we had respondents uh from 18 through to kind of uh 60s and 70s um so a huge, huge range. And uh, we could see some some factors were really driven by age. Um, uh, the feeling that you would spend more time at a show that's more entertaining. Um, our millennials and our Gen Zs, they're the uh, under 24s, were really saying, yeah, I would spend more time at a show if it's more entertaining. Um, whereas the opposite was true uh with older generations who really kind of rejected entertainment as being a, a factor in their in their show although attendance. that's
1: kind of hilarious because if you go to the bar who are you going to see after an event networking you know what i mean so they they do want their entertainment but they take it in different ways i think i think that they're much more the older generations are much more you know i'm going to go see the following people and i've got appointments set up are you
0: suggesting liquid yeah, entertainment. They're,
1: they're more interested How in, in those kinds of things
0: so looking at the study, are you able to tell us you know, who were the happiest or most unhappy visitors by region or, or, or country? Uh,
2: yes, we split by uh, by kind of macro regions. Um, and we can see that actually uh, visitors in, in the North Americas are the most satisfied and have the highest net promoter score of any region. Um, they're ahead of... Uh, Slightly ahead of Europe, and, and actually, it's Asia Pacific where we're seeing slightly lower levels of satisfaction, although still still overall the majority of visitors are satisfied. Um,
0: I remember writing in a piece, sorry, about that, but North America is also the place where some people are actually, as a proportion of the audience that are seeing shows actually getting worse.
2: Yeah, is this is, is a case? really interesting uh, flip of that point. So, whilst uh, satisfaction levels are at their highest in North America, they're most likely. Uh, to uh, when they asked are trade shows getting better or worse you get the highest proportion say uh, they're getting somewhat worse or or much worse now there could be lots of things driving this and it was something we were discussing on the uh, expo chat actually to get some input from from the states I I think you can have um, more marketing channels to compare with so there are a lot more uh, corporate-led events, uh, things like that in the States where people have a lot more choice. That, that could give the perception of decline. I, I think that the, the standards are generally uh, very high for a lot of these shows anyway. So you, you're, get, you're getting people really expect this top-level experience now uh, when they come to exhibitions. You know, the same level of personalisation and experience they get Really, across all aspects of their lives. So, um, mm. yeah, organisers in um, in North America and and indeed Europe, and I think this is the direction of travel for all the regions. Actually, uh, will constantly be having to up their game. I, I don't think we can we can stay at status quo uh, and expect satisfaction levels to to remain high.
0: So, going back to a previous point um, you made, which was that when you asked an audience. What they expected to be the top five pain points um, for visitors at exhibitions today. You said that by and large, or I think you said unanimously, that they had they they all identified the top five pain points. So that sort of begs the question: Why do a study about this in the first place if people already know what the the biggest concerns are? Then then you know, what are people going to take from this and how do you hope people will learn from their study?
2: Well, I'd actually hope that people didn't have their key takeaway of like if we, if we fix catering, if we fix seating, then uh, events is set fair for the next 100 years because I think uh, from all the post-event feedback surveys we see at Explory, I've, I'm starting to feel more and more that you could run an amazing event in a car park if you get the really important things right. You know, if we, if we see a study come back in where they're saying, oh, the parking, the catering, it kind of tells us generally that events pretty much got everything right because if people are referring to improving the seating areas or the catering, it means that actually they're, they're pretty much satisfied that they got what they needed from the event in terms of the business objectives. And now they'd like to have a more comfortable time doing it. Um, where an event hasn't satisfied its visitors, the feedback looks totally different. Like we're hearing things like much worse than last year, a complete waste of my time. Uh, such and such event is much better. So I think it would be a mistake off the back of this study to, to kind of place too much focus on those pain points. I mean, I'm sure our visitors and exhibitors would thank us for fixing them, but uh, I think it's really focusing in on that visitor-exhibitor relationship and the quality of the networking that we can offer uh, that will let organizers and venues really um, keep events as sort of the kind of channel of choice for our visitors in future.
1: Awesome. Mm. So All we've right. got one Thank last you. question for you. And it's, um, what would you want to know next time uh, to, do a, to do a survey? What's like well, maybe one or two of the questions that you perhaps wish you had asked um, or wish you could follow up ask that you didn't this time?
2: I, I think um, for me, we asked some questions around diversity and inclusion. Uh, and I think we saw some responses from our younger visitors and our visitors from uh, developing markets that gave me concerns that were perhaps not being uh, anywhere near as inclusive as we need to be as an industry. Um, you know, they, they're feeling sometimes one in four, one in five, Visitors in certain demographics feeling that they're not they're not always welcome at trade shows um, and I think that's something i I feel as an industry we need to explore much more and see really what's driving that and what action we can take
0: you mean tackling the the next generation beyond millennials sort of the people who are in the sort of teens late early twenties or
2: no I'm, I'm so thinking people uh people who attend shows all around the world but their country of origin might be africa or latin america or asia Uh, Ah, sorry from the emerging markets right um, gen z and millennials are much more likely to to say that they felt less welcome at trade show because of their personal characteristics um and we we touched on that in this study uh and because we've we've got uh four out of because one in uh, four or one in five of people from those demographics are saying there's times when they felt less welcome. I, I, I think that indicates that there's a lot more we can be doing as an industry. Wow. Um, but wow. we didn't explore that in a great amount of depth. Mm. Um, and I think that's something we need, do need to look at, um, either through one of our annual studies or through different different methods in future, because I, I don't feel that's something we can we can overlook as an industry. No, we.
1: Pre- yeah, wow. Wow, on, That's, a, that's the... a
2: big one. This brings us to the end of
1: uh, this, this edition of The Exhibitionist. We want to thank our very, 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 very special guest, Sophie Holt with Explory. Um, if you liked what you heard, please tell your friends and leave a comment. Download, download the report, the report. On, uh, at UFI.org. You can check out a, a longer conversation from Twitter at tsnn.com. And um, with that, we'll see you next time.